The lights come up. The camera focuses. You are somewhere in between, and the reality of your life is on show. We feel compelled to put on a show and give a pleasing performance all the time. And on the stage of life, sometimes it's filled with some award-winning performances that most will never get to see on stage. Sometimes, not all of our stories are all glamour. I am Philip Clark, and I want you to join me today as we unearth the many roles of actors, teachers, singers, artists, lawyers. Writers and much more, as they share their journey and the lessons learned on that journey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Real Life. You know, I I, I always start off with a lesson that I learned from theater, and the lesson I want to share with you this evening is that. You must know when to take off the mask and when to put on the mask. You know, I said last week, I shared last week how theatre and the world of theatre and acting is a very, very much of a discipline, a disciplined art. And one has to take the time out to invest in whatever role that you are performing to study it and to carefully delineate the character so that you can execute the character so convincingly and that takes a lot of work a lot of time but sometimes it's it can be problematic knowing when to unravel that mask i give you a story there was one particular time when i was playing this character of a what I call a, a bad man. He was actually a hitman, you know. And uh, I did a scene on stage where I spoke very aggressively and viciously about my life and about what was what the kind of life that a character like me have to do to survive. And I got so incensed into the whole thing, I got so immersed into the character that when I exited the stage for about five seconds, I really did not know which character I'm supposed to, am I supposed to go back to myself? Or where am I? I really did not know. I was in a sort of what you call a limbo. It's a dangerous place to be. Because I was in a moment where I, I could not identify who the real Philip was. And it was when the stage manager came behind me and slapped me on the back and said, Philip, next, next, go change. And I'm like, oh, oh, I see. In life, we all play many roles. And some of us play multiple roles each day. And so we have to know when to switch on and when to switch off. And that takes discipline, that takes care. But most importantly, you have to focus on taking care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, you will not get to know who you really are so that you know when you're pretending and when you're not. Because some people pretend so much, you don't, they don't, even, don't even know the difference. So I encourage you, for this time around, 
you know, we wear we are wearing the physical mask now, but some of us have always been wearing the proverbial mask. But it's important to know when to take it off, when to put it on. Welcome to Lights Camera Real Life. This is where the rubber hits the road, and tonight. I have a very celebrated guest with me tonight. Many of you may know him, many of you may not. But this is a young man that I want to introduce to you tonight. And I am going to let him come on tonight and uh, speak to us and share with us from his, the, the place, I would say, of wisdom. I look up to this man a lot. I admire him a lot. And tonight being the final episode, he requested that he wanted to be in the middle of Christmas. <laughs> I don't know if he's father Christmas or what. But let me invite my guest onto the stage. Uh, he's just about... I hope you all are ready and excited. I am so happy to see you all out tonight. Yes, it's Philip Clark, Clark your boy. And coming right up. We have the man himself, Winston Sparrow Martin. What a go on. Well, I'm here, you know, in one piece. And yes, I'm I, am, I am happy you're here in one piece. I'm very happy you're here in one piece because the why you're in no pieces. Okay? <laughs> I, I have my, my drink here with me. What are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking love. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome my guest. Now, Sparrow, his name is Winston Sparrow Martin. And we're going to learn a lot about him tonight. But Winston, can you allow me to give you a proper introduction, sire? Thank you. Now, Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, hear me now, now. When you listen to my good man, I'll give, give you the whole length of things because I've whole heap of things. I've got a whole heap of things. I have to cut it short because I have one hour on IG. Winston Sparrow Martin. And let me I say OD. Yes, OD. <laughs> has had a highly distinguished musical career and is celebrating over 50 years, over 50 years in the music industry. Yeah. Since 1989, he has been the musical director of the Alpha Boys School Band, now the Alpha Institute, correct? And he was awarded the Bronze Musgrave Medal for his eminence in music and was only just awarded at the Caribbean Community of Retired Persons Limited Jamaica 50 Living Legacy Award, one of two persons. The Caribbean Community of Retired Persons Limited Jamaica 50 Living Legacy Award. No, about award, Okay? Now, he is the brainchild of what we call SCIA. Rebirth, a band called Skia Rebirth. And tonight we're going to be littering the place with some Skia music because one of my favorite <laughs> music that and we think they are going to bring the vibes tonight. So I'm going to make sure some tune up for you. Okay? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
is also a band instructor at the University of Technology, Jamaica, which is where I met this privilege, met, had the privilege of meeting this young man. Sparrow, welcome yes. to Lights, Camera, Real Life. Thank you. It's good to be here. Look here now, no? First of all, now I'm going to tell the people something. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest here, the first time I met him, I had a scare. I tell him the story all the time. The first time I met this man, I had a scare. And my sister is online, so I want my sister to verify for me. Uh, he came into my office. I was not, I was looking down at my desk writing something, and he knocked on the door and said, Mr. Clark. And when I looked up and I saw this man, I was frightened. No, not, no, 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 no. Listen, listen be careful. You know the reason I was frightened? The man looked exactly like my father. He had on a flag shirt that my father would normally wear. He had on a cap that my father normally wear. And he had on his glasses. And even now, he is looking just like my dad. By the way, my dad, my dad passed how uh, many years ago, right? And so when I saw him, I was like, oh, God. And I had to calm down. I had to really calm down before I was able to say anything to him. I said, sir, you don't know what you did to me a while ago. You, you, I mean, I thought it was my father right standing in front of me. But anyway, tonight we're going to talk about some good things. Sparrow, but why are you telling me, how did you get that name, Sparrow? Okay. Um, you know, uh, I'm from West Kingston. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I was one of the youth in West Kingston that had um, moving in a di different direction. My mom and my dad decided that they would have to get me somewhere that I would be able to make myself a better person in growing up. So they decided and said, let me check what to do with this young man. But then I used to attend a Catholic school, which is St. Hannes. And you know, St. Hannes is in the Western section of um, Jamaica. Uh, so- St. Hannes, which is where I am from. I, I, I was born in Kingston. Mm -hmm. And um, they went to the priest who was in charge of the St. Hannes church. And I had a talk with him and he, um, gave them some information on what should be done. So they took me to the South Camp Road. And when they took me there, I was introduced to a nun by the name of uh, Sister Mary Ignatius. And she says to me when I went, she says, welcome home. And I, I look at her and says, welcome home. She says, you are now at my home. She says, and says, my name is Sister Mary Ignatius. So I turned to her and I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so she told my parents that they could leave. So they gave me what the things that I should get and they showed me where I should sleep and introduced me to the different um, 
people that is in charge of the mm -hmm. different heroes in the school. Right. Well, yes, I've been there for a while, and um, one day I heard a band playing as a little boy. So I went around there and I started to look, and I saw people like um, Dan Drummond, and I saw people like Dizzy Johnny Moore and all these guys playing. But I didn't really know them by that name. Right. But I know them by face. So I stand there looking, and when they call us for supper, I wouldn't leave the band. I stayed with the band. So after being there for over two years, mm -hmm. uh, they start to ask what we like to do in the school as trade. So I said, I want to do music. And they say, well, if you want to do music, then you have to pass a certain grade to do music. But mm -hmm. I went and I took the exam, the exam and I passed the grade. And there it was. I went to the band, got my first interview. When I got my first interview, they asked me what instrument I would like to play. I said, all of them. <laughs> 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 and at that time, there was this bandmaster from the Jamaica Regiment by the name of Ruben Delgado. He plays um, the, the saxophone, you know, clarinet. was very good. Uh, he played classical music. So um, he took me in, and I started to learn to play like the E-flat horn. These instruments are rare, rare, rare instruments. They don't use them anymore unless they're in the military or the police band. So I started to play the E-flat the, the e horn, then I changed from the Eiffelton after a period of time and learned to play French horn, uh, baritone, euphonium. It wasn't easy, but I had to learn them. It was compulsory to learn them if you want to stay because at each time there is a boy. The euphonium. Who, yes, the euphonium is it's it's an instrument um, very technical to play. It carries five valves. There's a pedal valve that you have to use with your left hand. And on your right hand, you use three adults, so it was easy. So you have to listen, you have to have good hearing uh, because it plays mostly um, counter melody. And, and it plays a lot of contrary motion in music. Right. I mean, when the, when the melodic line is going one way, you are playing another way, but you have to coincide with it because you have to have good ear when the notes clash. So mm. I learned to play that. Well, he had to leave the band after a time. And there was a new bandmaster who came and one by the name of Leonard Ebert. He, he plays a vibraphone, xylophone. He was a member of the Jamaica military band. And um, he came in. And what really happened in the school is that when you leave, when you decide to leave the school, you have to get a job. And it's easy for you to get a job uh, as a musician to go to the military. So you have to learn a lot of classic music to go to the military, mm -hmm. uh, elections, overture, and things like that, you know? And you have mm -hmm. to, can, to read your your, your What scores. year are we talking about here now? We're talking about in the 50s. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I um, so when Mr. Herbert came on, he said, um, oh, you learn to play all these instruments, which is the wind instrument. And he said, well, you're going to play another wind instrument. And I said, what's that? He said, a trumpet, because we need a trumpeter also. And you keep laughing. 
So he would make a good trumpet. <laughs> so I said, okay. <laughs> so I went <laughs> and I practiced the trumpet. I had to practice before breakfast mm -hmm. and I have to practice after school because it was quite a number of us. Because the group in the band, you had two sections. You had the junior and the senior. But the junior have to play as good as the senior. Even though we were under 15 and the senior were over 15, but we have to be able to take the, the place when they decide when they decide to um, get them out of the school. Right. So I, I started doing the trumpet. After a while, he said to me, boy, you're a good showman, you know, because you play the trumpet good. I went change, you know. I said, sir, he says, don't sir me. I'm going to change you. <laughs> so, so he put me on the drums. And he says, you have to learn to play the drum. Well, the drum is not an easy instrument to play because you have to use both feet, both foot, or feet, um, both feet. hands. And if you're yeah. thinking, you have to listen to what the other people is playing and you have to be along right. with them. So it took me over two and a half years to learn to play the drum properly by doing my paradiddles and things like that and learn right. to read your music because in Jamaica, is not, there's a lot of drummers in Jamaica. But they cannot read drum music. Drum they cannot music. read drum music. No, they can't. That's interesting. That is interesting. It's not easy to read because you have to be reading, um, like the snare, the two tom tom. You have to be reading the floor tom tom, the bass drum, the hi-hat. You have to be reading the um, crash cymbal, the right cymbal, and all these things. So mm -hmm. yeah, it takes a lot to really do that. So okay, all right. He says, when you play the drums, you have to learn to play other instruments too. So I said, sir, I'm learning so many things. He says, well, you need to learn to play the xylophone and the vibraphone. Wow. Because you're going to get a job. But he clearly saw a lot in you to be able to be speaking to you. Yes. Because I love music. Music is my passion. And... Uh, even at my home now, they said to me that if I'm not going to bed, because I'll stay up all night practicing, practice my keyboard, practice the guitar, the bass, practice my trumpet. You have to use my, my, my trumpet because of not making a lot of song. Anyway, while in school, um, they used to ask you to go home during holiday for two weeks, like in the Easter and mm -hmm. in the um, and Christmas. Um, that is before the, the independence came on. So when I got my holiday, I didn't want to go back to the school because I started going different places, meeting musicians and things as a young man. I was ah, then sixteen. Yeah, I was then about sixteen. And um anyway, I had to go back because my father and my mother took me back to the school. And uh, well, in those days, you used to leave the school at 17. So when my time um, decided to come to leave the school, but yeah. the name Sparrow Martin. Yeah. In the school, you're not supposed to be playing in the rain because when you play in the rain, you will catch your cold and <laughs> then it costs the school a lot of money to go to the doctor. So they right. say you're not to play in the rain. Right. So, um, some boys and myself we were playing marble. You mean marble those days? They play marble. Mm -hmm. and when we, yes. 
And while we were playing the marble, the rain started to fall. So I still playing because I was winning. And mm-hmm. we heard, you know, because, oh, yes. So um, not paying attention, I saw when the other three guys run off. But I couldn't run because I go and pick up my marble and that I'm winning and make sure I count my marbles. I hear a voice says, the rain is falling. And the only thing I could do is climb a tree because there was a tree <laughs> right there. So I climbed up in the tree. Who was that? It was, that? it was sister. His sister. So I climbed up the tree and she stand there with her umbrella and she says, Come out of the tree, you naughty little sparrow. <laughs> I could never forget. She says, what would your mother do if you stayed there and drowned? So I take my time and I came down with the tree. And she says, well, you know, you know what you're going to get for that because you um, disobey our rules. Anyway. When I went to the dormitory where we slept, I hear the boy them say, Not a sparrow, not a sparrow. So they start to call me that name, Not a sparrow. Not okay. You know, little boys, Not a sparrow. I didn't like it at first. He didn't. Um, yes, I wanted to get in some fight, you know what I mean? But then I said to myself, when I, after a while, I, you know, I forget about it. And when they call me Not a sparrow, I just leave it alone. But when I left the school and on the road, sometimes I'd hear some of my schoolmates say, No, it's Sparrow on the road. So I look and, you know, so I said, Oh, it's a good name, you know. I said, It's a nice thing I could use. So um, I went and I played with a group. And while I was playing, there were some other boys in the, in the, in the group playing also mm-hmm. at the industrial garden. In East Kingston, because you know those days, that that regard used to bring down rumba yeah. dancers from from Cuba. Yeah, and you have to come play drums to play for them, like rumba, mambo, cha cha, merengue, because you know yeah. belly dancers, you know. So so so, 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 sparrow. So sparrow. So that yes. is how you got your name, sparrow. I I am so delighted to hear that. Uh, I'm so delighted to hear that. Oh, and my 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 sisters are actually online, and they actually agree with me, and that's so that you look like dad. They actually agree with me. Yes, yes. so that I tell you. Yes, I'm like you're like reincarnated. It's amazing. Anyway, um, Sparrow, yes. the reason you ended up at Alpha Boy School though has to yes. do with the fact that you were you, you were a rude child. You were you weren't a, a well a yes. so well behaved child. What what was yes. going on with that? Why? Why were you so rude? What was going on? Yeah, well um they call it hype now. Mm-hmm. But then you want to show, yes, you want to show the guys them that you was a boss. You know, you're you're a, a guy can't talk to you and you start to want to sleep out and um Yes, man. Some little girls and things like that, you know. You, you know, you check the one thing. So my dad now used to go to the farm work in the United States of America. Uh-huh. Yes, my dad. So my mom now, she, she is four of us. I'm three boys and one girl. And, you know, she had to do her thing because she used to be... And where do you fall? She used to be an igla in the current. Where, where do you fall? What? what what number are you? What number what number child are you? 
No, I am the second to last. Okay. I'm the third one. So I, she used to sell in the Coronation Market. And, you know, on Saturdays, I have to go to the Coronation Market to help her with her stall and to see that the peas pack in the bag and the rice in this bag and the onion clean off and all these things. So mm-hmm. I used to do that uh, on my holidays when I, when I, you know. But then she, when we finished doing that, I used to follow the guys. In those days, you didn't have a Tivoli garden. You, you, know, you have a place that they call the Baka Wall, where Rasta and yeah. the grass yard. So when I finished fix up her style and thing, I used to go there now and run Rasta man, Martin Plana and all them kind of man there and tower Rasta. And yeah. you have some rude boy now. You have the rude boy in them, you know. Because those yeah. days you had a ratchet knife. And you had rude boys. So you want to show a rude boy and say, hey, listen. So you start to follow rude boys. You, know, you would um, go to the, the, the Gold Street seaside and you'd jump off the, 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 um, the wharf because the sailors right. used to come in down that side. Central Kingston was where the sailors used to be mostly Gold Street, Water right. um, Lane and down that side. So I used to go down there and um, swim for money and put it in my mouth. Then uh, one day, my father sent me to school. When I went to school, I followed some boys and go by Gold Street. And while we were there, because we have to take off our clothes, you know, we take off our clothes, because we used to take off our clothes, but put it one side with our school bag. And because we had a little, um, those days we had a little slate with a pencil. And, yes! Uh, a, little bag, a little bag with a string, and you tie it through your neck. So I yes! Out, yes! So, when, when I was, I didn't take off my clothes because I was about, the sailor chew over some money and the guys, them started to rush for jump and the guy pushed me in the water with my clothes on. Oh my so God. I, yes, so when I reach home now and my father um, saw me and he says, wow, oh, your clothes wet up so windy. Yeah. I said, daddy, Boy, when I was coming from school, rain started to fall. (laughs) (laughs) So, when I said to him, rain started to fall, he said, okay, go and take off your clothes and put it in the wash pan. Because those days, you know, you had a wash pan and towel. Yeah, those things. And you used to put them in the wash pan. Those clothes for washing, you put them in the wash pan. Mm-hmm. And then now they would get washed. You know, you go for water train, they put the soap inside it. You put the soap. There was this there, we call brown soap. Right. Brown soap. Yeah, brown soap. And you know, so. But before, man, I see my father came back in the room. And him look at me. And him look up in the sky. And him look at me again. And him look down at my foot. And him look at me again, and him turn him back to me. So I said, well, what did he go on with now? <laughs> so I see him turn him back, and I see him start to fully um, move to him waist. So I say, him waist, so I say, oh my. So when he moved him waist and him pull him the belt, him turned to me and said, how come rain falling and salt in the sky? 
said, salt daddy. Him say, yes, man, but I would taste your pants. And the salt, I taste near your pants. My gosh. And he learned this. He took out him belt, man. And he gave me some good whipping with the belt. Mm-hmm. He said to me, say, you should, one, you should be in school and you must follow a friend. Mm-hmm. And he said, two, you come in and you tell your father a fib. They used to use the word fib. Fib. You don't say lies. He said, fib. Oh, fib. <laughs> fib, yeah. He said, you come and you tell me a fib. You understand? So I said, no, daddy. He said, you want to taste your pants? I said, no, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and finish with me. He said, go in the bathroom and bed and come and eat your dinner. That I have an inner meal plate. Those days, you had inner meal plate with a spoon. You don't eat it for. Uh-huh. You eat spoon. Inner meal plate with spoon. But guess what? Coconut oil and salt fish and dumpling. You must eat coconut oil, salt fish and dumpling. Because those days, them say, salt fish used to shingles. <laughs> right. Salt fish was really cheap those days. So, anyway, when I went back to school, the guy them started to laugh after me now and say, Well, we push you the water yesterday, you go where you get a beat because you had other kids that live in, living in my community. They heard. Yes, they didn't know about it, man. So, anyway, with that, that is before I went to Alpha Boy School. Right. When I, yes, when I leave the school, I was doing radio technician. I used to fix radio because the sound system just came in. Sound system just come in and them start to have like um Delco plant to get um current because the rural areas them didn't have much light. Mm-hmm. So they have to come in town. So I was working at a place named Chin's radio service, radio service down King Street. That is short little Chinaman used to run it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to go in there there was a gentleman who invited me there to work by the name of Mr. Pengele. I told him, Pengele. Pengele, man. <laughs> he was a half Indian sort of person. And he teach me how to fix Delco plant and things like that. So people used to come there, bring them to clean and things like that. And, but after a while, I said, no, I'm a musician. So why would I want to do that? So I went and I um. I asked to be in the Jamaican Mission Band because I didn't want to go in the military band at first. I wanted to go and play jazz music mm-hmm. because like the big band called Basil and Duke Ellington, Wow, Stan Getz, Stan Kenton. You know these guys, they listen yes. to big and they, or they improvise and things. Say, Man, these guys. And the, you know, Artie Shaw and all them things because Ignatius used to, in school, she used to have a sound system by the name of Mutton Jeff. She had her because the sound system started coming, so she built a sound system called Mutt and Jeff. Oh, really? And to, yes, and she used to spin the record because she used to get records from past boys who goes to a was in England, in Germany. They would send jazz because she was a jazz person, you know. She, even though she was a nun, she loved, she could tell you about Louis Armstrong, tell you about Joe Kellington, and she played, she would play the music and say, listen to this freeze here, band boys, she was the mother of the band boys, because she, she take care of the band, she was all, when we have a challenge, we'll go to her, she's a mother, 
in the school of nations, even now she's, she passed, but boys still have her on their thought, you know, and say, well, wow. I wish that ladies and gentlemen, yes. ladies and gentlemen, my friends on IG were talking to the legendary Winston Sparrow Martin. Sparrow Martin, I mean, with him carrying us down memory lane and him giving us a history lesson. And my goodness, am I very, very awed by the fact that, you know, you're able to speak like this to us. This is a national treasure, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, no, this man has over 50 years experience in the music industry. You might talk about Duke Ellington and Don Drummond and them people. Eh? Uh, so tell me something, though, with that. Sparrow, you are not just um, a, a, a player of instruments, though. You've also sang as well. Yes, I do. I do a little thing, you know, singing. Um, I love singers. And uh, I listen to Tutlin, our, our local singers like Tutlin Jackson and um, Myrna Yeg. You know, I listen to them right. quite well. I right. am not prejudiced on music. Right. I listen to every music. I listen to Beanie Man, Bounty Killer. Yes, man. I go, I, I listen to all of them. I listen to Mento. I listen to all Jamaican. I know Jamaican music up and down in the middle and over the rainbow, under the rainbow, and no Jamaican music. And no All right. I want to play, I want to play a piece of music that apparently you had, the, uh, you're one of the vocalists on this piece. And you're going to tell me about this piece. This is called Jamaica All-Stars, All Rudies in Jail. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, my friends, listen to music. They're telling us I was, a, I was a DJ in my former life, so watch me now. Yeah. Jamaica is on the threshold of the city. Soon, she will It's a second version. This is a second version. I did it with the Jamaica star, with um, Scully. Um, we call him Scully Sims, Noel, Noel uh, Sims, and uh, um, Bonnie Otter Robinson, she called Bonnie. It was Scully and Bonnie. 
And uh, we were in France together and we, Scully was called Mr. Foundation during the, um, during the studio one time mm -hmm. with Cox and Daughter. And we decided to do um, this song for, um, for uh, a promoter in France, uh, Pepsi Manen. So we went to the studio. I did it at my studio first, mm -hmm. but when, they, when we do it at my small studio, um, I did the piano. I play the keyboard, then you call it. I play the keyboard on it. Um, so when we went to France with it, to his promoter, he decided that he's going to do a video on it. So I shape on the piano with that version. But I want to tell you something. The Jamaica star, um, the star was uh, some musician, Dizzy Johnny Moore, Scully Sims, Bonnie Robinson, um, Justin Hines, Stranger Cole. We were the all-star, Johnny Moore. But then you had some, the, the, the backup um, musicians then, they were from the school. These were musicians that I taught to play during the school time. And they left the school, so I decided to put them together to call, to back the backing band for the Jamaica All-Star. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. And we started touring France. Okay. But my condolence, all of these All-Star guys, deceased. I am the only All-Star that is alive today. Scully died, Johnny died, Justin Hans died, Bonnie Robinson died, all of them passed away. I am the only living legend of the All Star in this Wow. Time. Ladies and gentlemen, show some love in the chat. Show some love on the live for this man. Show some love. Show him some love. You see, we, we have royalty in our presence here. Show him some love, no man. Show him some love. My goodness. What I in my heart, what I do is that um, I like to have the student that I teach around me because I can always um, talk to them because I know them from age 11, 10, 11, 9, 10, 11. And some of them know, can you imagine, some of them is 60. Some of them is 50, and we still talk. Some of them get the kids to come and visit me and bring the wife and things like that. And, you know, for the years, because I had a school before going to Alphen. Yeah. yeah. I had a school by the name of um, um, South St. Angie School of Music, Sama. I'd had some boys from, the, from that area in the band teaching them music. Before I went to the Alpha Boy School. So I've been doing teach because I love teaching music. Whenever, what I find is that when I'm teaching music, and if a young man come, or a girl, young miss come, and they will say, sir, this look too hard. But at the end of it, they leave with a smile. Mm -hmm. So I ask them, why are you smiling like that? They will say to me, sir, it was nice. I say you achieve something. Them say yes, sir. I go in home and say when I come back, I go big it up. You know, when you feel so good, you know. So yeah. I try to understanding. So with my group that I put together, 
I always, these kids that play, they're always kids that is around me. No. What I'm doing now is that I have a new group. It's called the uh, Skia Sonic. Okay, I'm, I'll soon come to that. I'll soon come to that. Okay, Hold on okay. there. I'll soon come to that there one day. Yes, man. I want to come to that because you know what's there. You have to talk a lot about that and I'm going to say a piece too. I, I just want to ask you, Sparrow, during yes. the 50s, can you describe for us the kind of Jamaica that was at the time? All right. Leading up to independence. Yeah, look here. I used to walk from town to Spanish town. I would go to a dance and meet a girl and say, where you live? And she said, she live in Spanish town. I said, you know, she said that. She get a drive early because they come to dance at her first is all Jubilee title garden and all these places in you know, around town, these dance all, you know. So you go in a dance now and you see a single girl just sitting there and you say, hi, how are you, baby? You know, feet. And she said, fine. She said, where are you from? She says, I'm from Spanish town, but I come to this dance because my friend danced. So that the, uh, the conversation escalated. There are a lot of um, young men and people who have, who have who got married to women that they find in those years. I know a lot of them. A guy would come and say, boy, Martin, you want to see? When we go to dance last night, you know, man, I meet a nice girl, you know. And he said, don't wait. Where she live? He said, boy, you know where she live? She live a Cockburn pen. I'm going to walk with her, you know. Go Cockburn pen. He said, what time? He said, man, you're the trick like a morning, man. I'm going to walk come back, man. Yeah, you could do that. You could walk to Spanish town, and then in the morning, you take a bus. I'm coming back. It's wow. different now. He, yes, you don't do that anymore. Anyway, so, you know, we would walk to some, we go to Coxon Sound and, you know, because I knew Coxon very, very well. Duke Creed, we knew, and we'd go to their dance because you want to hear a song that you, you work on, that you play on. You want to hear how the people then would react to it at the dance. So you go there and sit on and listen and thing like that. And you drink a beer, long, long bottle beers or a stout or Heineken. They have friends, you know, who would come on and sit over and buy a beer, you know, more social those days. You know what I mean? Yeah, this too. So what really happened is that doing these music and going into the recording place to do them is something that we used to love. We never think of the financial part of it. Ah. We just want to be met. You know, there's a girl by the name of Phyllis Diller. Yes. This girl, um, she's from Linstead. She deceased now. She's from Linstead. In Linstead, we used to go around to do shows, mm -hmm. just like Opportunity Hour. And you had a gentleman who was a... a, a he was a salesman for a used car, but he, he was a man who loved show business. Mm -hmm. So he got in touch with Wilfred Edwards, the guy that said, tell me, darling, tell me you love me so. He's deceased now. Wilfred Edwards went to England, um, worked with Chris Blackwell for a while, but he deceased. And we got a group together. I was a drummer. We went to Linstead for the show. So you have to come and audition at a certain time. You come four o'clock and audition. And then at 
seven, seven, seven o'clock, between seven and seven thirty, the show starts mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people who would come for the opportunity. And there was this girl, man, nice, beautiful girl, man. And she come and she say, um, I want to audition, you know, sir. So we, so we say, what do you want to sing? So she started to sing the song, Beautiful Voice. And when we did the show, she was the winner, you know. She won the oh. contest that night. And that's how she get a chance to go to um, Duke Reed with Tama McCook. And there she is, she, 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 you know. But mm -hmm. sometimes these girls come from country. And when they come from country, they find themselves... Because of the musician, because you know, sometimes a musician um, talk to a girl, play a song, and say, Oh, nice, something like that. We've been able to see her for a while until Duke Reed came out for another um, another um, time. And yeah. she did, you know, she did the songs. So, all those songs that she did with Duke Reed and Boris Gardner was a young, Boris Gardner was a young man too, and did some things there. So, right. like, yes, like I said before, we didn't really um, rush for money. Because I went to Coxon and I worked with I worked with um, Bob Marley. I worked with Bob Marley, you know. I did a song in the 70s. Your experience with Bob Marley, what was that like? Yeah. Well, Bob Marley's Bob Marley. Well, he, he yeah, was a, he was, he Bob would have Marley. been um, younger Bob than Marley. you are. He's, he's younger than me. He's younger than me. But Bob Marley is Bob Marley. You either work or you don't work. And you want to work. So I did a song, my name, Steer It Up, Little Darling. I play a drum set. It's a long, oh. long time. Yes, I'm Bob really? Marley. Yeah, man. Bonnie, Bonnie Wheeler and Peter. You, you also did instrumentation for a number of other songs, a number of other artists. Um, there is one that I wanted to, to talk to, please talk to me about. Jimmy James. And the vagabonds. Yes, yes. that was yes. in England. Yeah, me want you me want you to about that one. This one is called Scare Time. Oh, what? Time. Yeah. Jimmy yes, you see, James. Yes, Jimmy James. You see, what happened now? Um, the Vagabonds weren't, uh, was a group. Um, you had two, two sections, Jamaica, Jamaica's two sections, three sections, but the main for musician was two sections, uptown and downtown, in the music fraternity. Uptown uh -huh. and downtown. But you had three sections. You had the uptown, the middle class, and the other class. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. The uptown, the middle class, and the other class. <laughs> and the, and the, other class. <laughs> the, the lower class. Well, if you want to say that. 
<laughs> no, son, I get me not chubby now, but I get me not chubby in a sparrow. <laughs> but there was a class who had the soul, that soul, like Orange Street, below North Street. They had that soul, that passion. The upper class, no, they had the business. So when you go upper class, you know, say money I go for. Like the Byron Lee and them guys. So the vagabonds now was a midtown set. They they used to control by a man named KG a crossroad. I think KG now is where singer is, is where singer is in crossroad. That was KG place. Used to sell records. So the vagabond that section there used to. So no. But what happened with the vagabonds? When I went with the vagabonds. They decide that, well, now that I am there, they want to do a tour because I'm a showman. You know, I, my teeth, when I laugh, you know, everybody just, you know, because yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I see that. <laughs> so they say they, they have to, they have to do a tour. So mm -hmm. they decide now, but how do they do the tour? Um, KG decided that he would have a talk. So he got in touch with Beverly, Beverly Kong. Beverly Kong from Donnie, he was below North Street, Beverly Kong. He was a pioneer. He was, he was a partner with um, Chris Blackwell in England, Island Records, right? And he, they decided to get together. Say, all right, this is a big show band, Jimmy James and the Vagabonds, we call it. And they say, all right. But then there was a, a young man in the band playing the organ because organ we used to use mostly, you know. So he, his parents had asked him to, 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 to um, no, he had, his parents wanted him to be a lawyer, but he wanted to do music. Uh -huh. See the difference? So they challenged him. I don't know what was the challenge, but they challenged him. And then he decided that he won't take up the challenge. He will do his law. So we had to find people now to fill his place. So we got an organist from Trinidad. Hmm. And we got he was in he was in he was in a part of the army. So we got um, another Trinidadian played the mm -hmm. tenor sax because Cedric Brooks. I decided to leave the group to do his own thing, Light Up Saba. The mystic relation, mystic, um, mystic, um, Calvin know the name, Calvin people, um, mystic revelation of Rastafari. So Cedric Brooks went to that group with, um, with uh, Rico Rodriguez and Joe Ruglas. And I used to play with them too, but I wanted to get my helicopter tour. So I went with the Vagabonds. We went on a ship by the name of the Ascania from Jamaica to England. We stopped at Southampton. We spent two weeks. But we have to earn our fee. How do we earn our fee? We had to play on the ship. We play for class. First class, um, the, the big guys, first class, second class, and the other class. Because mm -hmm. what, the ships, what the ship would do, the ship would go around the the, um, the islands, West Indian islands, and um, pick up people who were going to England. So we had to play, it was an Italian boat, we had to play straight to, mm -hmm. to England, that's where we earn our fee to, to pay for the boat. 
<coughs> when we went to Southampton, Chris Blackwell came and meet us. I mean, he meet us. In England, he said, well, because we, were, we thought that, well, here we go in, in one of the big hotels or something there. But they rent a house. And we had to, some single bell beds in the house. And we had to take our beds and things like that. Single beds and things, you know, upstairs and downstairs. And we have to cook for ourselves and clean the place and all that things. It wasn't easy them time in England. And we had to mm. do that. But we started getting some jobs. Um, after a while, I, I get homesick. Because, yeah. you know, yeah, kind of, you know, miss, I miss my friend, like, um, Mr. Clark, my director. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided, uh, I decided that I would come on. Yeah. But tell me something, Sparrow. Sparrow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask a, a, a big question at this point. How has the music has changed? Since what? you've been what? in it, how has the music oh, been changed? When I was in it, or is now? Uh, how, it, how has it changed? Yeah, to now. Yes. All right. <laughs> I tell you what is happening now. The the youth man them earning the figures. Those guys were used to earning the figures. The youth man them earn the figures for the, what they are doing now. They earn it. Because if you take a youth man now for do Wema do, you have to make sure that you have whatever it takes. It's mm -hmm. completely different. You understand? We used to do it as a love. We just love it. And we just mm -hmm. do it. Because there was no other outlet with the freedom. But these guys now, they're not talking about freedom. They're talking about them want it. No! Which is a completely different situation. Which I am, I am not against that. Because why not get it? Correct. I cannot do it because I never get what I should. I should stop these guys. Is you from getting it? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, you know, but the thing is that they say small muscle, thankful receive. That was okay. the thing we used to do. Small, a small muscle, thankful receive. Because there's always more. Because when my mom give me my dinner and I would get one dumpling, a banana, and a little piece of saltfish. I always said, thank you, mommy. Mm -hmm. And then no, just with that, she would say, all right, when you finish that, come again. Small muscle, thankful receive. Thank and you. That's a blessing. Um, I, don't I don't believe in the live fast, die young. Because when you live fast, you die young, what you lack is experience. Because there is no experience in living fast and die young. So long life, more experience, because life itself is an experience. But some people will tell you, some people will tell you, Sparrow, that life is short. So you don't know when you're going to go. So you make sure you do, you get all you can and do all you can when you can, as long as you can. Though, if, if you look 
if you don't look where you're going, you will go where you're looking. Say that again. Put up a repeat. Come again. Come again. Come again. It's a drop now, guys. It's a drop. It's a drop. Keep not telling it's a drop. If you, if you don't look where, where you're going, going, you will go where you're looking. So if you go to look it, then, but then the thing is that how long will it serve you for? How long is it going to serve you for? Because you're moving. Sir, when I look at it, time will always be. Time will always be. There's no short time. We make that ourselves. We create that and talk about short time. There's no short time because generation will come after generation and generation will come after that generation and that generation will come after that generation. So it's always there. Sparrow, what motivates you to, to want to teach, to want to give back? Ah, when I look at it, I would like to see the music go on and on because music alone shall live. And if I'm a part of it to let the music live, then I tell you what love it is. I, my experience, one of my experiences, the University of Technology, um, before it was the University of Technology. I told my son that he should go to, it was um, um, before technology, it was CAS. I say, young, my son, I have a son. I said to him, so you have to go to CAS. Because I don't know why I want him to go to CAS. I said, you're going to CAS, you know. And I sent him to CAS. And he said, daddy, I'm going to do two years go to Canada and come back and do the other year, I'm going to do three years. But when him do the two years and he turned to university, him didn't better come back, him to stay in Canada and go to university. But, so when I was called, when I asked to come, I didn't hesitate. And him say, you're going to have to um, teach young kids. I said, you and that's what I have experience from the afterwards. But these kids that I'm going to teach is kids. It's not kids. Kids. It's big kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, big kids. So, but then what they do is that they start on a Saturday to get kids from inner city, like 11 and smaller down, all four year old, you know. Yeah. I was the one who, yeah, I was the one who used to be with them on Saturday. Help up loose with them, you know. When the parents bring them come and leave them and gone and I'll come back. I sometimes I sit down there until like, Saturday four o'clock. Because I can't leave the kids there. And then they have to you have a group you have a group uh called the Scat I think it's Scat Rebirth. Um yes, yes, and I wanted was... to just introduce the my, my my IG live friends to some of the music. And uh, to get you to talk a little bit about the story behind that. Um, <laughs> 
My first record I did, I did at Gossie Clark, um, Gossie Clark place. I know Gossie. I know him quite. I know him long. I know Gossie Clark. Years upon it. I know Gossie Clark. Whoa, I know Gossie Clark, man. I know, I know Gossie Clark. Years upon years, because we used to meet down at um, Randy's, them really place there, down um, North Parade. We used to meet right. down North Parade. And, you know, when we had them music TV, you know, before Gregory Isaac, really, you know, my African Museum. So that's my first recording I did at Anchor with this uh, Rebirth. That song, um, it's coming from Cuba. It's a, it's a song for belly dancer. Because when you play, oh, yes, man, it's for belly, it's named Companchero. It's a belly dancer. Quick, plenty drumming. And she just went, she just have her belly. So, Johnny Moore took it, Studio One, and he did it on a, on a rock steady. A, a rock steady. It's called Rock Foot Rock. And I say, well, if someone can do in a rock steady, it must can do in a sky. So I take the same song from a mambo. It went to rock steady and I took it to sky. So it's really that. So it's, uh, you know, that is song that I did three songs. I did one from um, uh, Wayne Gray from Studio One. Those are the three songs I did. And I did an American song also because I like to experiment in the music. So what motivated you to start this group of young people doing ska in, 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 in 2020? Well, well, right in 2020, there's nowhere for them to go. If you're a young musician and you want to go somewhere, I think that is the road you should take. There's nowhere. Now, what I did, you know, I, I worshiped at a church. And when these young men leave the school, I take them to the church with me. Because I'm at the church over 20 odd years now. And I always take them there. Because when the church said they wanted a man in the church, I said, I have some guys. So I take the boys from the school and follow my church man. So in the meantime, no, not to have them just because they want to excel otherwise from this church. So I said to them, say, let us do some music. Let us do scare. And they say, all right, so we do scare. And they keep them. So, so, so they, they, were, they were very accepting of it at first? I mean, they, they just gravitated to the No. You see, in school, in school, I teach them genre, genre of Jamaican music. 
I said to them that you have to know where you're coming from, to know where you're going. I said that to them. And they would ask me what you mean, sir. And I said, well, look here, you got to know what is in you. Sparrow, I don't know where you come out of the frame, do you know? I don't see your face so much. I don't want you come out of the frame. Yeah, you know, go on to the full. Yes, that's it. That's better. So I yeah, said to them, we're going to do scare music. And I get them and I tell them about because Sky is really from the school, you know. Dan Truman, Tom, Cook, DC, John, Moore, all these guys, you know. So you are to keep the tradition going. It's a tradition. I see. No, I still keep, yes, you keep that tradition. But what I am doing now in this time, I said to him, no, we have been playing other people things. Now what we need to do is to create our own things. So this group that I have now, they are doing their own creative things. They are making their own music, their own scare, their own song. What I do is do the arrangement for them. When they come with a song, I arrange it for them. Tell them, say, this is how it should be sound. This is what we need to do. Even, you know, and then they accept it. So how I, important it is, how important it is for us as Jamaicans to really embrace our own identity. We in this country what we well what what we need to do is to know our history. You cannot teach half of your history. You have to teach your history. You have to know your history. You're not to be ashamed of your history because it's a part of life. Mm -hmm. Because when God made us, he made us to his own image and likeness. He didn't say, well, the one day and the one day and the one day. No, he made us all and what he made us of love. So we need to know our history, our real history, not just a part of it. Because if we really start to study our Jamaican history, we will know exactly who we are today and why we are where we are right. today. <laughs> <laughs> please, Mr. Clark, please. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, sir? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so, so when you see a youth, when you see a youth uh, operate away, you have faith. Bye. We go back in the history and we say bye. It come down. You so, so what do you say to a musician, a young musician who believes that it's not important to to listen to his to the elders who come to the music because he might produce him own thing, he might do him own thing, he might have him own yes. talent, he might take him own yes. path. What do you say yes. to a young person like that who does not believe that the person of God come before him are not yes. important to, to his career? Well, what he's doing is making a mistake. He's making a mistake. And a time will come when we realize that, wow, you know, I make this mistake. Because the joy will be lacking. The joy will be lacking. The joy in the music yes, or for the music. Because remember, you know, each time the music changed, 
Why I say this? In the 40s and in the early 50s, you had a trumpeter by the name of Miles Davis. When he started doing his thing, pull away, he pulled away from the bebop. He had another trumpeter by the name of Dizzy Gillespie. Yes. Bebop trumpeter. Miles Davis pull away from the bebop. And when he started, them say, wait, what is this? Because he made the music that he, he does much more easier, less, but very effective mm-hmm. by using less progression, less chords in the progression, okay. but develop a sound. So everybody starts to say, hey, who you do this? He says, because I'm feeling blue. <laughs> I'm feeling blue. So, I'm feeling blue. Blue. Because remember, you know, there was a song by the name of Amazing Grace. Yes. Amazing Grace didn't have any words to it. It was a chant of a pain. Amazing Grace. It was a Amazing Grace pain. did not have any words to it? Any words in it. It was a chant of pain with the black people. But then words went to it. But I thought Amazing Grace was written by a white man. The words was written, the lyrics was written by that that man. But the pain of the black people because Mr. Clark tell you something. I said something earlier up about um, knowing the real history, our history. Right. And we, we, all right, for instance, though, um, there is a youth come and you ask him, say, what about Jamaica? He say, yeah, man, Jamaica get independence in the 60s, man. And you know, from that time, no one that, you know, at that time. But beyond that, he doesn't know anything beyond that. Right. Right, because, that's the concern. Uh, yeah. Yes, you know, because all right, when I come to class, you know, I I I always say to a guy, say, Jumzy. And him say, Sir? I say, Oh, so you know your name. And him laugh. And then somebody dog say, um, Jumzy, call him Jumzy. So he, he would say, Why what that means, sir? I say, because you're a drummer. Because in our pattern whatsoever we have, mm-hmm. we say trompito in, 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 um, in, in Spanish, one say trompito. Yeah. Because you know that it plays trumpet. So we have all things. I say trompita. You know what I mean? So you understand? Yeah. I say saxman. You know? I say mm-hmm. keyboardist. Those are things. So it brings a more social understanding easier to have contact. So I would say, well, why we're drumsy, so they know who we're talking. Right. So I say, we're drum D, they know who we're talking. And the guy who comes said, Sir Martin, drum D said, the same not coming today. Okay. So we have that, yeah, so we have that relation. So when I know that, I know, I was told that he would be coming today. But the next time we meet, I said, boy, you were absent, you know, last week. What is the position? Drum D. 
I said, sir, you know what? But I did send a message to you, sir. I said, you send a message to me? He said, yes, sir. So try to get the truth out of it. I said, yeah. okay, yes, true. I got the message. So we have that relation. You know, I've always so felt that, I've always felt that playing in a band teaches so many uh, principles of life and of relationship. What are some of those for you? Um, have you ever been out with some people and when them say, by the food done, we only have one plate of food and six years going to eat the one plate of food? No, it never happened to me yet, but me know what happened to me. <laughs> when you see, it, happen, it happens in, in music with band. Uh-huh. Because them forget, say the musician never get no food for you. <laughs> it's experience. Wow. Them forget that them don't feel the band. They say, Lord of mercy, you know, say, we forget the band. How can you forget the band and we are playing? You know, they're playing it. Are you forget the band? But guess what? When one would say, because in every group you'd have one who get a bit, you know, they said, hey, we didn't come to play for food, you know, we come to play for the people. So that's sort of, but in my heart still, I know that we're hungry. Correct. But I didn't want, yes, we didn't want that disturbance. They said, look here, we didn't come to play for food. So that discipline, you have to get that with them to keep that level because learn this, if the, once the people employ we, then they are the next time to come. They're going to feed us first. Yes. Oh, I get more. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you know, you have to start to understand that. Yeah. So with me now, when, when I get musicians, when I get people to come, the first thing I tell them is that there's a discipline that you have to go by. I just tell them that. So you want to do some of them come and say, sir, can I join the band? I say, what you going to do when you join? He say, play. I say, what you going to play? Anything? I say, okay. You want to play anything? No, I know me here. Play anything. And say, sir, um, me don't know if you play. <laughs> he said, but you still can't play anything. And, you know, I said to them, say, okay, you go to church? He say, yes, sir. I say, what do you do at church? He say, I play. I said, we play. So I started to play a church song and I said to him, say, beautiful. Um, the choir sing that? He said, yes, sir, but sometimes they don't sing right. I said, oh, you know that. He said, because when I play, they don't sing with when I play. I said, no. He says that's the wrong concept. You need to follow the singer. You need so to hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, I've always, always wondered about this. The band accompanies yes. the singer. The word that, that you singer. use. Did you see the word that, that you use? Yes. What was, what was the word you use? Accompanies. Thank you very much. That right. is the word a lot of musicians don't get. Because the singer is performing. So what you need that, I have played many times and we rehearse a song in one key. And when we go to play, the singer gone another key. What do I do? Get up and come off the instrument and say, Boy, you know, sing good now. I would say to the keyboard player, now we need to listen. Feel up the key. Probably the person is a bit sharp. 
So what sharp is for? So what sharp is for? No sharp. The yeah. is a bit flat. What flat is for? No flat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to it. That's a, thank that's a you, thank you for that. Thank you for that. You know, um, we have been having a very, very interesting conversation. And we just are going on a chat. So, but I really want yeah. to remind our guests that we're talking to Sparrow Martin, Winston Sparrow Martin, a living legend <laughs> in Jamaica. Sparrow, <laughs> I wanted to talk about big youth. You're already into big youth. And then we're going to close off because... I didn't realize the time has gone, man. The time has gone. I thought we were going to have an hour. But you said a while ago that time is not, it's not short. Time is always here with us, no, sir? Yeah, man. But your program is not the time with your program, you know. Is that is your program, not the time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that, man. <laughs> It was the same fast case that set themselves and the fast rulers to come together against the majesty and the highest and the last year. So here in the times of the now. To hate to break our first and the sick I learned again to To drive away some spaces and to rule like quality. You did the instrumentation on this one as well. I I met um, Big Youth. I I used to when I hear sound system I play, you know. Those days were freedom time. And we mm. hear a sound system play, and you hear a, a thing go on. You want to go look at who? Yeah. So I so I go look now and I see the slim rasta. The party thing and the must screaming target. I say, wait, the rasta is dangerous. <laughs> so when I go to check him out, I find say him pass through Prince Buster, Iron Street most of the time, and my little quick them find the other quickly bike. You know what I mean? And we hear you see locks of fly behind the midday. Yes, yeah. So really, um we there was I was playing with a band by the name, the inner circle. The inner circle consists of Cat Core, um Prilly. I remember that name. I remember that band. Yes, man, the inner circle, Raja, Ian, um, um, Ibo Cooper, and I mm -hmm. was a drummer. And when they decided they going to do a show at Madison Square Garden, I said to myself, Madison Square Garden? Can't wait. And when they have the line, <laughs> when they have the line, we call Madison Square Garden, you know. When you as a, um, a black artist go to Madison Square Garden, you've gone all over the world. Absolutely. Yeah, man. When I do some boom now and I see them on the lineup now, we're going When I see the dread come in, I said to the Roger Lewis, I say, hey, you see that dreadlocks there? He's an intelligent dread that you know. And them said to me, like, um, why is him do the tune? I'm screaming, target. Mm -hmm. And one of them say, if you if you ride like something, you crash like thunder. 
I say the intelligent and that was many years ago. And we did we went to Madison Square Garden and we did the show. I wanted to run off. I wanted to run off. And as soon as the man who said to me, say, draw me, but I would not run off business. Go, go back out here. Never forget that big youth. And every time I see him, and him coming from far. Yeah. Bokyanan, manly Bokyanan. Coming from far. Every time I see him, I always remember Madison Square. We were the first um, Jamaican band who played at Madison Square Garden. Big youth was one of the artists. Pluto Sherrington, I think Ernie Smith was on the show too. It was a big show. It packed. Sparrow, T-Bone, whatever I said, big up father, Sparrow, on the live. Oh, that's T-Bone, the trombone man. Yeah. T-Bone, the trombone man. Yeah, man. I arranged a song for him. Um, Sometimes I do a record, you know, and I arranged a song for him. I arranged it nice, like a big, big band stuff with small mm -hmm. instruments. Yeah, man, whether T-Bone I call him. T-board man, Red Abraham. So sorry, tell me something now. Winding down, and I want to get from you. You've, you've, you've really done quite a bit, quite a lot, contribute to a lot of young men's lives, Alpha, you, yeah, you everywhere else. You've lived through the 50s, what I call the fabulous 50s, and the, yes, the, the yes, 60s, and yeah, the man. sexy 70s. Call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. It's Christmas time now, and you know we're in a very turbulent time. What is yes. your hope? What is your hope oh. for Jamaica? Yeah, well, listen now. Yes, you know what I'm doing? I'm doing an album now. I was supposed to finish the album this year, but um, the people that I'm working with, they decided that I'm going to take an holiday and then we can start next year. And I hope that my album will be ready for next year with this. But guess what? I am the CEO of the Skesonic band. Mm -hmm. But within the musicians, they are executive directors. They are managers. They are uh, people who have position inside mm -hmm. the group. We don't have anyone on the outside. You musicians, what I teach them, say you young musician have to take care of yourself. You have to learn how to manage your business. I said, don't depend on me. My son is the drummer. I said, don't depend on me. Depend on yourself. So when they have a meeting, I sit down and I listen to what they are saying. And that is one of my things that I love. Because they call me, they put the shots to me. Mm -hmm. They say, we want to be done. And they ask me um, if I think that it's all right. I says, if it's all right, then it must be all right. And everybody laugh. Because they are the ones that is the boss. They are my boss. Understand? Even, like I said before, I, I create it. But they are the ones that will keep it going. So, so you believe in letting go and passing on? Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Because we have no one else to turn to. Let go. What I'm going to do with it? You tell me. 
if they make ten dollars, I am looking for my own. So everybody get theirs. But I am not the one who is going to say I get $10 and then I give them two and I take 20 No, yeah. They must yeah. understand that they are paying me for my job. Yeah. And they are paying themselves. So I think it will work. Sparrow. Sir. Do you have any regrets? Regret? Um, regret. <laughs> um, I have some daughters. I have one that um, went through um, university and she's a teacher and she, uh, you know, and I have a granddaughter. One of the people in the woman. woman. Yeah, yeah, come, in, yeah, come on, yeah, let's pray. She's, yeah, she's in the United She's in, in, um, in England. She's doing, she's studying, she's um, doing advanced nursing. She's, you know, and some other kids. I started a group by the name of the Martin sisters singing. And those days, um, I had asked Ronnie Williams and Louise Bennett to, um, to manage them. It, it went on with Whitcliffe Bennett. you remember that one? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, and, yes, and we, yes man. And the, we were doing fine until one day they grew up. And I sit down and I said, boy, the Martin sisters... Because when I look at people like um, the uh, Patti LaBelle and the Blue Bells and all these, you know, it, it gives me a look at the high trees and I say, wow, look at the Martin sisters. And, uh, but I get over it. Because um, they were doing well. It was four girls. Four girls, you know, they sing. My son, I have a big son, he's now uh, a pastor. He's a pastor. I don't know. He's really? Yeah. He, he, he does um, counseling and things like that. And sometimes I say to myself, what I can't see where you get it from. You are the great counselor. I should say, but I should go to this brother and get some counseling. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, he's a great guy. He's a great youth, you know. And I, I look at Andrew. Um, the, the last of so-called son. They say he's my last so-called last. You know what I mean by so-called last? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> he's, 20. He, he, he's 20. He's 20. And I thank God for me to see this young man reach the age of 20. And he's doing wow, you've been, you've, been, you've been firing, man. You've been firing, yeah. Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. You see you? You see you? <laughs> <laughs> and Sparrow, um, you know what I've always admired about you? Huh? You know what I've what? always admired about you? You look like somebody who is, you come across as somebody who is very comfortable in your skin. And I believe a lot of that has to do with your, your life and how you've, you know, you've yes. managed your life. The final question I want to ask you is this. If you could say one thing to a young person listening now who is trying to find their way yes. through life, trying to navigate themselves in this thing called life, yes. what is that thing that you would say to them? One day at a time. 
one day at a time. Because it was bad then, but it's terrible now. So you have to take it one day at a time. And if you do, you will achieve one day at a time. Don't so it helps you. No, it helps you to relax. It helps you to have peace. It helps you to be prosperous. Prosperity. So the word prosperity is you have to know what it is all about. You want to be prosperous financially. You want to be prosperous in with yourself. But you come first. But you have to take it one day at a time. With me, I can get up anytime. I can go to bed anytime and I can get up and I can practice my instrument. I can get up and I say, well, I'm going to practice like a guitar. Because I have a guitar. I'm going to practice like a bass. I'm going to practice like a keyboard. I went mute my trumpet. I went, I went sing a song in my head. I'm going to listen to the freedom. So I have that freedom. Because when I have to work, and if I have a, a, something to do, I meditate on it. I say, Father, show me the way and help me how to do. Because anything I do, I ask the Father to show me. And he shows me how to do and what to do, when. And I love, I love people. I forgive that I can, that I can be forgiven. Because when I forgive, then, and I get forgiveness, it helps me to live longer. It helped me to be more conscious of myself. I'm human, you know. Don't forget that. <laughs> I'm, human. I'm human. I get mad sometimes. I get vexed sometimes. I, I, I turn over the bed sometimes. I chew water up on the floor. I, I'm human. But then I'll say to myself, well, I'll get it off. But here I am. It is I, Lord. And I believe that there is this true spirit in each and each and each in each of us. That sometimes we sit down and we close our eyes and we ask and we say thanks. Because there is an inner voice that is in every one of us. If you have to study, you give thanks. If you have to eat, you give thanks. When you rise in the morning, you give thanks. Everything you just say, thank you, Father. Anything that you do, just say, thank you, Father. We're talking about yourself. We're talking about who you are. Just remember that I was taught that I was made in the image and likeness. That's what I was taught. And I look and I say, but man, what a beauty if I am the image and likeness of. It's a beauty. Because, sir, beauty is not skin. Beauty is action. It's the beauty of a person, the action of a person. I feel like I come in the office and I do say good morning or good day. And 
You might say to me, say, good day, Mr. Martin. And I said, hmm, you don't pay me any money. And I would go outside and come back in and say, sir, I'm sorry. He said, what are you sorry for? I said, he said, good morning. I didn't answer yes, sir. I said, oh, human. He's <laughs> human. Because we're all human. Yeah, you are Mr. Clark. And you are no one else but Mr. Clark. You are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And I thank you very much for giving me this privilege that I can express what is inside of me. Because someone cares. I write a song, Who Cares? And it says, when you're down, no one knows you. But when you rise up, they're all around you. But you need to walk with love. And the sun will smile with you. There is no darkness, but there is light for all of us. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Sparrow, you really brought the house down tonight. I mean, honestly, I said it was going to happen, and you really came with it. I am tonight. I am that much fuller. I, tonight, I'm that much enriched. Uh, tonight, I am blessed, and I really want to thank you so much for giving me the privilege to, 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 to have you here and to share your presence because, as I said, you are royalty, you're a national treasure, and to this day, I will always remember this day. And um Sherman is saying in the in the in the chat, what good sparrow wherever you go. Um thank you, Sherman. And I mean this is a, this is one for dad because you will remind us of our dad. <laughs> Listen, so I ask you to I ask you to bless your family and remember love is always. Love is always love is always, always. we thank we thank you. yeah we <laughs> We don't know what it is because it's hard, it's rough, it's um, misunderstanding, but it is always there. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, my friends on ID for coming out tonight. I know a lot of people came on and came off and came back on and so forth and so on, but... It was live. This is our final episode for the, this year for season one. Oh. And Sparrow Martin, he is here and he clean, he closed the show with flying colors. He brought the curtains down and it's a standing ovation. Give him some love, guys. Sparrow, <laughs> enjoy the rest of the Christmas, the rest of the year, and bless you always. Love always. Thank you.